I was raised in Nazarene. That's kind of, for, if those of you not familiar, and there's some good-sized Nazarene churches in Dallas. It's, um, I would call it a Methodist who still believes their book of discipline. Um, and so a conservative Methodist, we're Wesleyan, if that means things to you. Um, Arminian, in the Protestant world, you have a divide between... I am very familiar. Yeah, Calvinism and Arminianism. And so I'm kind of on the Arminian side of things. Um, and what's interesting, my master's work is in kind of a school that was largely reformed. And then, of course, my PhD work was in with the, the Jesuits in a Catholic institution. So it gave me this really rich tapestry of different things to be exposed to. However, whether you're Baptist or Methodist or Catholic or Orthodox or Nazarene or Presbyterian, if you look at the statement of faith of all of these institutions, they all will say humanity is born sinful. We are lost. We're in need of redemption. Um, that redemption came through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. Talks about uh, the possibility of, of holiness. Talks about um, um, that there exists in us, in humanity, we're not born good. We're not even born a blank slate. We're kind of born a little ornery, a little cracked, with a little propensity toward doing what we shouldn't. Now, that propensity is different for everybody. Um, but all of these will have very similar statements. And so whether you, you know, some of the government governmental structures are different than all these denominations. Some of the um, hierarchies are different. Um like going to a room of Baptists and tell them they need to have a Pope, that's not going to go very well. Uh, go to a room of Catholics and tell them they have to have local church control, that's not going to go very well. Um, so we all have our different things we emphasize, but these foundational truths in all of them are basically uniform across the board. Um, and I think sometimes we get, because we have the freedom to do so in our culture, we get so bogged down to the different expressions, we forget how much unanimity there is in the basic belief systems of every stripe of uh, Christianity. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned a Wesleyan and the Arminian tradition. You know, um, I, I I grew up in that Wesleyan Arminian tradition of Christianity, and I've always had debates with my Calvinist friends about especially like uh, the fact that a lot of my friends who are not christian who are not familiar with the churches they, they tend to kind of define us in the worst way possible and in many ways not exactly how i view things so um and as and one of these things is that you know uh where, where they would say uh, everything's determinist or it's very Calvinistic type of thinking. And I know we're kind of talking as, uh, kind of esoteric here, but, uh, but that's one of those things I've encountered with a lot of the, a lot of those who are not Christian. They're very, uh, they, they define us in, in the, in the worst ways they could find it. Like they pick and choose from mm -hmm. which, from all the different denominations and try to define us in those worst ways possible. I mean, uh, how, how do we defend ourselves in terms of apologetics with these kind of things? You know, um, I actually think that some of the, our critics here have a point. So what they've done is, is they've actually listened to us. They've listened, you know, you go to the big mega churches and not, not against mega churches, but they tend to be Calvinist. Um, and even some of our people in our pews will talk about, oh, God has a perfect plan for my life. 
or you know, I get sick, God's trying to teach me a lesson, and we casually, without thinking, use language um, that leads everybody to believe that we believe in a deterministic God. And a lot of the people that I meet that are no longer in church, it's not that they're out of church because no one has ever told them the good news. They're not in church because they used to be in church. And they heard something there that they can't get past. So they've been told that God has planned everything for your life. And then they lose a one-year-old baby to bone cancer or their wife dies of breast cancer at 35 or someone they knew was hit by a drunk driver. The drunk driver walked away and the family in the minivan was all killed. And they say, why doesn't God stop it? Why God knew it was coming And, well, there's a whole lot of presuppositions there that I'm not sure that I agree with. Thank you for joining me in this segment of the Free Mike Podcast. You can catch the full episode in Rumble, Minds.com, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you enjoy my content, please consider leaving a like, Rumble, or subscribe for future content.